Welcome to All Around Wellness Podcast, where we believe self-deception is killing your productivity, distractions are inevitable, and creating a clear behavior-focused plan in every area of your life is the key to reaching your long-term goals. I'm your host, Zach Pritchard, and I will be interviewing some of the top experts in many different fields to destroy the deception you're putting on yourself and help you break through that barrier so that you can live who you are meant to be. So this week we have uh, Ryan O'Hanlon, and it is a uh, kind of a long time coming. I wanted to kind of sit down with him and chat a little bit. We used to work together um, at a, a company here in North Dallas and um, had several years together working real close and uh, managing guys and hiring and ultimately firing people <laughs> um, going through that process. So I wanted to sit down with him and kind of go through some things that we kind of learned and, and hopefully we can um, give you all something to, to take away from it. So Brian, why don't you just introduce yourself and now, or I, I guess, talk about what you're doing now that we're, we're both not there, but talk about what you're doing now. And um, yeah. Yeah. So I'm running a wetland and pond native plant uh, nursery and we're, we're in Princeton just, northeast of Dallas and I mean that's a lot of what we do is growing plants and holding them and uh, we do plant on site and we do some kind of consulting here and there but uh, the primary uh, bit of it has been growing the plants having them available um, for fisheries uh, duck hunters have given us calls uh, things like that so it's kind of the short and skinny of it sure um, and so I mean it kind of plays a big role in what you went to school for and I guess what you were doing with um, pond medics and stuff before I mean you were managing plants from a um, aquatic herbicide standpoint but now you're growing yeah. different plants <laughs> the complete I yeah I mean um, you're, you're growing specific plants to plant in uh, a native plants I, I, I guess um, so um, would you consider yourself uh, someone with high self-control? I think moderate self-control, not high. Um, it also kind of depends on what it is. There are some things I can be really, really strict about. Hey, I'm not going to go there, whether it's like a diet type thing or, hey, we're going to spend money here. But I'm... I've definitely fallen prey to the well. Let's just let's just go out and eat this time, from time to time. So I think moderate's probably a safe answer. So I know when we worked together, I, that was one thing I I saw a, a lot of uh, or in you was the ability to stick to your your rules, I guess. And um, I I was just curious, how do you think that? plays a role in your career now um I, I think it's I think it's one of the things that's helped me get some of the jobs that maybe I wouldn't have or maybe somebody sent them my way because I'm that way I mean uh, for example I mean I was just talking to somebody today I'm using the end of September as my deadline of we're not going to plant anything else because I don't know what mother nature is going to do. Um, Cause I'm, I think it was just last year. We got a crazy freeze in early mid October or something like that out of nowhere. Um, so that's something I've been kind of sticking to and telling people. And I mean, I can't make them follow it, but if somebody calls me and says, Hey, I need you to come plant these plants. Can you be out here October 2nd? I'm going to say no. Cause yeah. that's the deadline I'm sticking to it. For sure. Did I, I answer mean, your question? Yeah, I, I mean, I think so. I think it's just more of the, um, I don't know, I just remember you being strict in that way, and it, and it was like some people hated it, but like the people that you were managing, but I think it was, it was a point where I was struggling because, or the people that you were managing hated it because they knew that you weren't going to budge. 
but it gave them a sense of expectation that they needed to complete the job uh, where there was no yeah. like ebb and flow um, of well the, today he may you know follow the rules and tomorrow he may not like mm -hmm. or to may, today he may do what he says he's gonna do or you know tomorrow he may not and that's where um, I, I know a lot of times this like even as an entrepreneur and kind of a um, just you know someone that's kind of taking ownership in their in their job and there's like there's only so many hours in a day that we can work and and there's a hundred million things to do um, right. on top of what I want to do for the business. Um, so I, I, I say that cause I struggle with that a lot in that business while we were working together was, and kind of, we kind of saw the fruits of that with the guys having trouble coming to talk to me and, and stuff like that. So, um, they didn't want to, they didn't know what, what kind of response I was going to get. And they didn't know if I was going to be the strict guy today or the, the soft guy today. So I think there's, there's value in that. And that's why, uh, I wanted to ask, like, I do you know where that, that strictness came from? It was it a something you grew up with or you it, it's probably it's probably mostly something I grew up with. Both mom and dad were pretty black and white about everything. You know, there wasn't a whole lot of gray area and if we didn't do what we were told, that was it. There wasn't well, maybe it was yes or no. That's that was it. So Yeah. I uh What's funny is you you, know, you go into the the money side of it on our on our personal finances and and I'm almost black and white like it's very I mean there's there's very rare chances that I give that gray area in the um, in the budget so to speak but if you get outside of that it's like well I mean I have to actually force myself to stick to what I say um, and. I kind of started, you know, after leaving the, the company and, you know, reflecting on that time that I worked there and all the stuff I learned and made mistakes on, that's been a big, big part of my life now is trying to help myself like be more self-accountable, if that makes sense. Like, uh, yeah. like if I say I want to do this, then just figure out a way to make sure I do it, you know I mean? And that's the, that was, that was the struggle. Like there were so many things to do. And I know a lot of entrepreneurs have this struggle too. Like we were talking about before the, the before we started recording, but the you know this long list of to dos, but don't know how to focus on one. And mm -hmm. you may I may tell you know six or seven people that I'm going to do something, and then I don't know how to, I don't focus or I don't prioritize that, and one of them gets um, kind of kicked to the side and forgot forgot about, and then now I look like I'm not following up on my my stuff so um, it, anyway I think there's a big value in that trait of just being able to to stick to you know what you say and or what the rule is in general whether it's a policy of, at work or, or whatever but um, yeah I think it I mean because there was a lot of changes there was a lot of policy changes there's a lot of you know we were growing and trying to figure stuff mm -hmm. out as we hired people and Maybe that was the wrong time to change stuff right in the middle of hiring people. But um, I mean, there's a time for everything, I guess. Yeah. Um, so how would you like, are you currently working on, I mean, trying to be more self accountable or and with the new business, has that changed at all? Or is it become more? Um, I, I think, I think I'm probably a little less rigid um, because it's pretty much just me. And that's something that's going to have to change when it's not just me. So now that we're talking about it, it's probably something I need to, to get back on and be a little more strict about like, like, like you, we were talking before recording receipts. I mean, I, I get behind on receipts and some of it's just because I don't have a wonderful, easy way to log it but that's something that that's one example of something i need to be more strict on because i don't want to go look for a receipt a month after it should have been logged and then find out somebody didn't log it because right now i mean it, it could be people get a receipt logged sometimes and i like to use the excuse of well i don't have my computer because 
April's been working from home, so she gets to use the big fancy computer while I'm stuck on the laptop at the dining room table. I hate working on that thing because I'm a spoiled brat. <laughs> I, I use that excuse, but it's it's a really pathetic excuse. Yeah. Because that stuff just needs to be done. <clears throat> well, that's where, like, I'm the same way. Like, if I have to, I'm, I've been doing a lot of Facebook stuff on my on my computer, and then when I go to my phone, it's like, I don't even want to do it on there anymore. I want to go to the computer. <laughs> um, I, mean, I, I still I still have a little laptop, but it's not the big fancy, you know, um, monitor and stuff, but it's the same concept. It's like you, you start working on that little thing and they're handy when you're out in the field or you're on the go, you can, you can access something, you can look at it quick, but it's so much easier to, to see it on, on the big screen and, and work with it there. But uh, Right. Yeah. And yeah. I've, I've had the same thing with, with Facebook too, because, somebody will try and message and I don't have the Facebook app on my phone because I just don't want Facebook in all about everything about me, even though they probably already are and I don't realize <laughs> it. <laughs> and so I have to go to desktop mode if I'm going to message somebody back and just kind of becomes a pain. So. Yeah. That's, I mean, I've been, I mean, heavily on Facebook here lately just because I'm, I can do a lot of online coaching and stuff. And so it's been um, that push to try and get the word out that way. Um, Cause it seems, I mean, locally it's like a little awkward walking into the store and it's like, what are you doing? Like <laughs> you don't have an appointment today or you know, it's just, um, it, it's just been different for sure. A uh, different process of selling in my opinion, but yeah. I, I don't know how how you do it because uh, that I'm not the type of person that can do that. It's too awkward for me, and I get I get chills, and I I like I like to hide under my rock. You know? uh, I mean, trust me, that's that's why I'm pushing more on the online <laughs> stuff because <laughs> uh, I did it for a while, and I was like, man, this is just everybody's turning me down. Um, so I finally I was like, all right, I'll sit and I'll look up you know uh, business owners in the area. And I'll call them. I'll just cold call them. And I made up a script and I sat that, you know, I did all that. I, uh, I called, I think 160 business owners in two days or three days. And every one of them was like, I mean, the, the, the best answer I got was maybe, maybe later. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right, well, that's, I mean, that was a lot of no's, but I guess it was better than walking in and getting a face to face. No. <laughs> At least you can do it from the comfort of your home. <laughs> exactly. Um, but, man, I mean, it's that's that's even tough in itself, just making phone call after phone call and mm -hmm. and then people getting mad at you like you're a telem telemarketer. And I'm like, I'm trying to be real as much as I can, but they still like, hang up on you, cuss you out. Like I was yeah. – I'm, I'm not selling diet pills. I'm here to help for real. <laughs> yeah. Um, but – I mean, there are some people who are like, well, you know, I have my own business and, or, you know, my kids make over a hundred thousand, so I don't need your help. And I'm like, I, that's not the point. Like, you know, like there's, there's people that make 300 grand that can't budget. <laughs> so, yeah. um, I don't know. It was just, people were aggravated and I was just like, okay, I gotta, I gotta do something different, <laughs> but it was a learning process for sure. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, I was in the sales or in sales at Pond Medics a lot, and it was a different feel. Like they were coming to us. Mm -hmm. I wasn't usually making those those cold calls, and I mean, very few and far between when I did. Like there was already some connection that they had with us, and mm -hmm. or you know, they 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 knew they needed some work or something. So there was very few cold calls that I made, and. Um, but it it was just so it's a whole different world that I didn't know about. <laughs> um, yeah, well, and this is a little off topic, but I I feel like that's where stuff like Facebook and YouTube can kind of help come into play because it's kind of passively knocking on the door. Hey, yeah. do you need help? Or maybe in two years they're like, oh wait, maybe I do need help, or I am looking for this. You know, yeah, for we, sure. 
we've tried to do YouTube videos and I was like, I'm going to do one every other week. You know how many videos we've done in eight, nine months? Three. <laughs> and one of them is an intro video that's like 45 seconds. So it, it's tough to stick to. Um, uh-huh. I mean, that's like I was, you know, looking at this podcast and, you know, looking at my YouTube and stuff. And I, I do like the podcast better because nobody can see me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like there's a there's a place for the YouTube stuff as well. So, yeah. um, you know, at one point I'll be able to, you know, do more production with the videos and it'll be a lot better because I can do that. But right now it's just straight me talking. And I think me talking kind of <laughs> gets a little um, uh, monotone, I guess, but uh, <laughs> we were, and so the podcast thing is something that really intrigued me. And like I started it just because I wanted to, to kind of, and, and I wanted to interview people that were successful and, and begin to, um, I guess, do something they liked and, and get out of the norm, that type of thing. And um, by doing, by starting it, I started getting, I've already gotten a request to be on podcast. Um, That's cool. Like on the other side of it. And like, it's seemingly going to be a way to promote, you know, myself and get the word out there even, even more. And mm-hmm. so I mean, talk about indirect sales. I mean, that's a, a place where I had no clue really that it was there. Um, and it's been, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Like, I mean, I don't know, but there's a whole industry of it though. There's companies, oh, yeah. that, agencies that'll book you on, on podcasts. Mm-hmm. I, I had no idea. <laughs> uh, but I mean, I guess now that I think about it, it's like, well, that makes sense. But yeah, that, that's kind of where I'm at. I didn't know that that was a thing, but I'm not surprised yeah. to hear it. But it's it'll be fun. I've got you know a couple this week, and so we'll see how how it goes. But uh, oh, that's exciting. It's you know, I guess you know from working at the company, you know, in those jobs, I mean, those positions, we were managing a lot of it ourselves. Like mm-hmm. you were managing your position and your inventory and everything. The only thing we weren't really focused on was the monetary, the finances side of things. Mm -hmm. And so what do you think um, has been the biggest thing that you've learned starting your own business and uh, besides what we were doing before? Getting set up for taxes and getting set up with TDA. So I had to, get set up to be able to say hey if somebody gives me this form that says i'm this is a resale so don't charge me tax i have to be able to get that form i have to be able to since since i have products and services i have to set separate out whether i'm going to charge for one or since i can only charge for the product i can't charge for the service i have to separate that out on the invoice and then also have to separate it out whenever I send those taxes to uh, the government. Um, so though that's kind of been the big thing. And that's another one of those. I'm very blessed and fortunate that my mom is an accountant because the two times that I've had to do the taxes, you can put money on that. I called her and we were on the phone for 20 minutes until I was for sure it was done because I wanted it done right. and wanted to make sure I didn't do anything dumb so I mean that that that's been one of the biggest things is making sure that I've got the papers I'm supposed to have and I'm doing the taxes the way I'm supposed to especially when I'm dealing with people that are not in my county that's been yeah. kind of weird because I'll, I'll make a quote and I'm about to send and I'm like wait they're three counties over are their taxes different or are their taxes different in that city and that kind of stuff too and that's not something I had to think about before I didn't even think about that being a big difference. I mean, I don't remember having to do that at Ponmetic so much. Is there a difference in, is it a service or product difference or? So products are supposed to be taxed, services are not. And it, it was something that they talked about more later on because I think that um, Beth and the others behind the computer scenes were taking care of more of that but they were trying to get us to pay attention to it so that there were there weren't so many things 
being missed or limit what was missed. Um, but like, f for example, um, I can't remember what county what county it is now, but there was somewhere down south that we went that they only had the state tax rate, so it was like six point two five instead of eight point two five. I gotcha. And so that's the kind of stuff that I have to be aware of and look out for now. So oh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure a lot of that was behind the scenes in our head. Oh yeah, uh, above mine. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. No, I mean, and that I mean. That's, that's the same with me. It's like all trying to figure out that the accounting side of it and like the the, the booking. I mean the um, you know which I, I haven't had to do a whole lot you know since I just started. But mm -hmm. um, just even thinking about the tax and you know all that whole that whole side of it is. I mean because that's the whole side that we didn't really know. I mean we can right. you know we can quote we can schedule we can sell we can do we can do all that but. Um, you know, we just didn't have that other that other piece, but uh, well, with yours, I would assume that pretty much everything is going to be a service, so that may make it a little easier on you. <laughs> for the most part, I mean, I'm you know looking at you know writing a book and stuff like that. So there may be some oh, yeah, product products type stuff like that. But then again, then you then you talk about okay, if I'm selling out of state or I mean. But that may be all with the publishing people and like yeah. there's a whole. I had I got had somebody ask me the other day like they asked if or they posted on Facebook on a group that I'm in and like who's you know either thinking about or has started a book and so I posted on there and like I'd started it and I'm three you know about a third of the way in and he's like well do you have a plan or do you have a like a publishing uh, deal or I'm like I don't have no idea like right. the, the book that's the plan <laughs> exactly I mean I, I have a plan of when I want it done but and I know how to, how I'm going to get there but past that man I don't I don't have a clue <laughs> uh, so I mean there's a lot of I'm going to have to learn when it comes time to get that thing started to you know even go to the publisher to get edited so to speak um but so there's there's a lot of stuff there, but and that's I, I think that's the the joy slash um, struggle as an entrepreneur or, or a new business owner is you got a lot to learn and you got to be hungry for it. Though. I mean, well, it's it's not it's not just a lot to learn in one direction. You you don't have to just learn about a lot about how your business is going to run. You have to learn about like the tax stuff we were just talking about, like the publishing thing, like there are all these other things that you have to learn about. I mean, the, the big one for me has been how and when to fertilize. And it seems it's probably this basic concept for anybody who's ever tried to get their yard to look amazing. But I mean, I'm, I'm talking about trying to do it on a larger scale and I'm going from bare root plants into a pot how do I fertilize that to make sure it looks bright vibrant green in the middle of summer and so that's that's been one of the fun things I've been trying to figure out is how to do that effectively and efficiently yeah <clears throat> um exactly I mean there's so many different avenues that you have to learn and not be afraid to um dive into like I mean the whole marketing email campaign like all of that type of stuff like it was not my strong suit i didn't we didn't mess with that at, mm -hmm. at on medics i did very little like i did like a constant contact email blast or whatever but it was basically set up i just built the email and and went with it but here i'm setting up like when, when i want to send a you know give a freebie out or you know a blog post and like link to the blog post and they put their email in and then they get an email chain of a couple emails to give them this PDF that I want to give them or, you know, whatever it may be. But I, my, I was pulling my hair out at that point, just trying to, <laughs> trying to learn it all in, in a quick enough time to get it done. Um, right. It's not that I didn't have the time to learn it. It's just that I wanted it done today, not a week from now after having to spend the whole week learning it. Yeah. And I didn't have the money to hire somebody. <laughs> but, uh, 
I ultimately partnered with my cousin who's doing that. She's doing a lot of the marketing and she's actually started her own marketing business. So we kind of partnered and she's getting experience and, and she's helping me out. <laughs> Uh, that's nice uh, it's been a I will say it's been a big game changer for me because it can allow me to not have that mentality of um, like I'm not so frustrated in that space I get the yeah. I get how it's working I get the, the process of it and that's all I need to know <laughs> so it <laughs> works <laughs> um, but anyway so the uh Something like as, I mean, you were a leader, one of the leaders over at the company we were at. And so balancing that time and to do's like we were talking about, um, you know, we struggle, I struggle with it for sure. Um, what did, what did that mean for you as the employee to see me, um, kind of jumping back to that, um, kind of self accountability stuff, but what did it mean for you as an employee? to see me like you, you, you hear me say, I'm going to do something and I don't, or you hear me say, I'm going to do something for you and it doesn't get done. Or sometimes it does. Sometimes it doesn't like, um, be real and honest, but just where does that, where does that resonate with you as an employee, as a subordinate to me, I guess. Confusion and frustration. Confusion and frustration. Yes. Cause you don't know what to expect. And then when you think you know what to expect, it's not what you expected <laughs> and it's hard to it's hard to recover from both of those things in recovering recover in terms of how do I combat the, the things that are changing you know <clears throat> no I, I mean you hit the nail on the head there I mean in in my head like I didn't necessarily see the um, I just saw me working all the time trying to get things done um, not realizing I wasn't focused and I wasn't focused on the right things either. And so the, um, oh, you know, quite ironically, I guess, is my book is more on communication and why that's a big deal in a business. So like basically solving the problem that I had of non, not communicating the right thing, so to speak. I was, and, and that's where you are, you're communicating but you're communicating confusion and frustration, <laughs> clear expectations. Um, and so that's the, I mean, and that's what I, you know, that's what you exactly said was what I was trying to kind of pull out because that's, I mean, I can see it now. I mean, we're a year out of me being there and I can see it. Um, I can see the, the struggles on y'all's end and cause it's funny, like right after I left, I went to another job and now I'm the low man in the, in the company. Like I'm the new guy mm -hmm. and I'm seeing miscommunication all over the place. And it was just like eye opening to see that. And, and then kind of think back like, crap, I was doing that. Um, <laughs> I wonder they thought, they thought I was an idiot or, you know, whatever, but Man, we never said that. Not to my mouth. No, <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I, I'm going to admit, you know, a lot of it too. I mean, it, and that's part of this last year was trying to grow through that because I, I had to figure it out. Like, it, it was such a sudden um, issue that, and I mean, it, it was that last probably four to six months of. You know, we went from, you know, eight guys in the field to two uh, besides us two or something like that. I remember we lost like five guys in two months. And part of that was me and part of that was, um, you know, people not showing up or not wanting to show up or whatever it may have been. But yeah, um, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and pretend I wasn't part of the problem, too. I mean, like like you were saying earlier, um, might have been before we started recording, but. I was pretty rigid about a lot of stuff and I was not going to come off it. And a lot of people didn't like that. And I, uh, you probably, you, you could say I probably wasn't always the best about, uh, I'll just say I wasn't always merciful. I wasn't yelling at people, but 
they could probably hear the frustration and anger in my tone when I had to tell them for the third time to put on a life jacket when they're on a boat, which when you're working for a company, to me, seems like common sense. But the fact of the matter is, if people are out on their own doing their own personal stuff, parts of my life require whoever legislates that, game warns or whatever it is, you only have to have it on the boat. You don't have to wear it. And I bet most people don't even have one on the boat. So, I mean, it's, some of it, I, I use that as an excuse, an example, but I mean, the point, the point I was trying to make is I, I probably got a little harsh with my tone just because I would get so frustrated. And that was a lot of my problem too. I mean, I remember there was, there was one time, you may, you'll probably remember this, but this guy was late again for I don't know how many times and I texted him but I was just so mad I didn't care I just loaded up and went I was tired of sitting around twiddling my thumbs waiting on somebody and so I just went did the job by myself and he showed up after I'd been on site for 45 minutes or so and I just it was it was one of those things I looked back on was like that's not the right way to handle it but in the moment I was just so frustrated that I didn't care. And that's, yeah. that's the hard part for me to, to, to kind of get past. So. Well, I mean, I think people got to realize that we're not talking five, 10 minutes late. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're, talking yeah. we're talking like 20, 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, again, you knew what loading up meant loading up meant, Hey, I got to do, I got 15 to 30 minutes where I'm just loading up. I haven't even left to drive another 30 minutes to get to the first job. So it it could be an hour or so before I actually start doing the work. And it's just plus Dallas traffic. I mean, I feel like that, that's not fun either having to wait on somebody, but anyways. I think that's, that depicts the real um, kind of issue and, and, and whatnot. I mean, whatever he had going on in his personal life was affecting his job and in the communication between like there was no communication. So, um, and then, you know, maybe the, you know, the way you responded may, I mean, may not been the best, but it may not like who's to say what is the best because you're trying to respond to a, a guy that's not wanting to show up. And, um, and that's, that's where the communication kind of ball so to speak i mean it's all it's all intertwined with mm-hmm. his his personal life your work life your personal life like you're all trying we're all trying to work together um and I, that's why i think the team culture is so big and the um you know creating that clear communication to and for people to understand like i think a lot of times the the people the, the new new guys on the team don't understand what the the guy that's been there five years is doing um and so there's a lot of miscommunication there and and when but that goes into what when i say i'm going to do something i don't do it it's not because i'm sitting there going oh i'm gonna screw them and i'm gonna i'm bigger than them and i can do whatever i want that's not what that's not what's going through my head it's usually i'm running out of time and it, that's just the one thing that gets kicked off my list. I mean, and that's not even on purpose. Like it was just, right. it, it just ran out of time and something else took my attention. And, and that's something I've still, I still have to focus on is focus. Like I, I have to be cognitive of, I tend to lack that focus. I tend to want to, you know, be scatterbrained and I can't focus on something. But what's funny is when I do focus on it, I can knock a lot of stuff out if I can stay focused. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm trying to do two or three different things at once or trying to listen to this and talk to this person, then it just doesn't work that way. Um, but then again, that focus uh, allows me to drift and uh, allow some of those things that are important to my team. I, I mean, those things that I told them I was going to do, it's important to them, but it wasn't important to me. And so it got kicked off my list and then there it's on the top of their list. And so that's that miscommunication, miss expectations. Like that's what the whole, you know, kind of what I'm talking about in the book is how to, 
you know, how all that ties in together and how to align that um, or how you can at least try to. Um, but that's the, I mean, that's the struggle. And I'm sure on, on your end of it, you could see, you know, that part, you know, the, the part of me that I wasn't, you know, I wasn't doing a good job of, but, you know, it, it, again, I, I could go on and on, but it's just that connection of that mis, misalignment, the mis-expectations, like you're expecting me to do this and I'm expecting to do a different thing. And so it doesn't, um, doesn't play out, but, um, but that's where teams have to try and really take control of their communication as a whole. But, but it comes from the top down, right? Yeah. And I, I think at the same time, it needs to be an environment where everybody can hold everybody accountable without fear of whatever you want to call it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and I think that's where my, I wanted to get to, but you know, certain things that, I mean, there was things that you know, didn't, didn't pan out that way or, you know, we were just, I mean, we were, new in the end of that world and so we we're trying to figure it out and lead at the same time and um now that's all that's the best way of doing it best way of learning um but i think some of those guys were too strict and wanting to work for somebody that they didn't have to you know talk to so so to speak and yeah um i think that's where it goes back to you know you're focusing on who you hire and and making sure they have the right mindset that, that you do and you're not hiring a robot type of thing, but um, anyway, so I, I mean, we, we've been talking about communication. So I mean, how important communication is um, from your your perspective. Um, I mean, what do you think there? Like, obviously, we, we've talked about it, but. <laughs> I mean, right now communication is easy, you know. If if I need an order to to go out, I just call me, and if I need some fertilizer to go out, I call I, and then if I need to do something else, I call myself. So it's just me, myself, and I all the time. Um, but uh, seriously, though, I mean, it it's still really important with with clients because if I mean, I, I've had a lot of people call. And they're like, hey, when's the nursery open? I'm like, um, we're open at this time, yada, yada. And they're like, oh, well, we wanted to come look at some, some lilies. I'm like, well, we're primarily wholesale. And then they're like, oh, okay, bye. And that's it. Because I, I don't have anything against the, the small uh, orders, but I'm primarily trying to do more wholesale because that's what, has been working for me and that's more of the clientele that I want to be working with because the the reason I got into this was I really like dealing with the fish I like dealing with those wetland areas I like being in those outdoor places like whenever I go do a project I'm in the water planting in two three acres of water or more um and, and that's where I want to stick to. I don't, and at the same time, I don't have really a, a full regular, what you would call regular official storefront. I mean, the nursery is back behind the house. So yeah. if somebody shows up to the house, they're like, yeah, we came to the address, but there's just a house and a giant ugly cottonwood tree. And I'm like, yeah, I hate <laughs> the cottonwood tree too. But, you know, so that's, that's been one of those that's a very specific example but that's been one of the communication things that's been important that I need to figure out how to do on like the Facebook and and without I guess without being rude because that's what I'm afraid of it coming off as rude and then I don't want to turn people away from the Facebook because whenever I'm making posts for the Facebook yeah it's to promote the business and to promote the plants and yada yada but when I make posts I try to make them relevant and useful and so that it's information that people can digest and learn something from 
instead of just, oh, it's a flower, neat, and moving on about their day. And it may not be something that sticks with them for more than five minutes, but at the end of the day, what I want from this post is to communicate what these plants do, why they're important, how they can be used instead of these exotic plants that have every chance in the world to ruin some of our native environments. I mean, water hyacinth is one of the biggest things that the state in Texas and many southern states spends their money trying to kill, whether it's with weeds or uh, with weevils, the, the, those beetles, or mechanical removal or spraying with herbicide. And I know you know this, but they, they spent a lot of time and a lot of money because people thought it had a pretty flower and it does have a pretty flower, but it overwinters here, nothing here eats it, and it completely takes over lakes. And that's just one example. And so that was one of the other things to emphasize with these posts of, hey, guys, we have native plants in the US, in Texas, that are beautiful, but nobody utilizes them because they don't make a flower quite as big as something like hyacinth, but it's just as pretty. And something else that makes it even a little more difficult is that um, sometimes some of those exotics, they've been specially bred or hybridized with something else to give a bigger flower or more blooms or, or things like that. And those are things that make it a little harder to sell that to somebody. And I've completely gotten off the point, so I apologize. But right, um, well, those, are, those are some of the things that I'm trying to, to tell people. Yeah, I mean, I, th I think you're, I mean, it's a, a little off topic from a, from a team perspective, but from a communi communicating to your clients, I mean, you know, I wonder how much um, of that communication from, you know, Parks and Wildlife about the hyacinth has created people's awareness of that flower. So they see it and like, oh, I like that. Not knowing what, like, all they know is they've seen it in the, you know, in the news or in certain articles of it being a problem but they didn't realize it was a problem they just saw it in pictures or somewhere in a magazine or something but um you know that communication of they're trying to communicate that it's a problem and you need to eradicate it but in in turn they're you're giving some people out there the idea that they want it in their pond because it looks good that's a good point i hadn't actually thought about that I'm I'm just curious how much that's playing a role in in that, but it's all communication of of what you're trying to portray, yeah. um, and and how that, and how some people are gonna are pick it up, and that's again it really goes back to in my book there's ten different areas of communication there's self, um, I, I say there's ten there's there's four communication areas like yourself your with your spouse with your team which is an employer co-worker um, kind of scenario, and then with uh, strangers, so to speak, friends, um, or just people you, you kind of talk to every day. So you have, but then within those, there's like, I mean, there's different things with the your perspective, the way you think about something, the way, you know, all of those things play into how you communicate. Because, um, and that's why we have all these different opinions on every topic that's out there today is everybody's got their own perspective and you can't take that away from somebody. So with some people that you're selling to, they may, they may like it more than they care that it destroys the pond. Um, yeah, that's true. Like the, the, the beautiful flower or whatever, but, mm -hmm. um, and, and you know, when, when we were selling at Pond Medics, there was a lot of those clients that didn't care about the fish or they didn't care. You know, we had that one client <laughs> tell us to just dump a bunch of chlorine in it. Oh, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh and so, gosh. like, from their perspective, they wanted it to look good. They didn't care what it took. Um, mm. But we're on the other end going, well, you can't do that, number one. And there's, you know, fish and other things in there that you <laughs> you want to – so, you you know, it's that that's that perspective, and you're trying to figure out how to communicate, you know, your message, I guess, to them. And, yeah. and well, it, it's not always just communicating what the message is but how you communicate that message. 
because I, I would not be surprised if some people, if you just went up to them and said, you know, you could do that, but it's illegal, so you shouldn't. <laughs> and as soon as you leave, they're going to turn around and do it anyway. Yeah. You know, I'm sure there's, there's some people that, that can be that way. And I don't mean to sound negative and paint this picture that everybody's going to be like that. That's not my point. Being dramatic to try and make the point of some people, you have to present it differently for them to kind of understand yeah. where, where you're going and what you're trying to say. For sure. So there's a um, a company called Story Brand that you that kind of depicts on how to create that message and you're trying to create a problem then have a solution and then have um, the feeling that they get out of it on, on the other end. So it's like creating that story within your message of how to communicate to your clients. But um, and I've kind of taken that into a a frame of mind with basically that whole like you're communicating anything you want someone to understand your perspective of you've got to tie them into it otherwise they're just gonna uh, a lot of times they just dismiss it because it's not what they think or it's not how they think um and i think that was there was a lot of that like even a pride issue in me being the the leader in that company at that at the operations manager or so on I had a lot of pride. I still have a lot of pride, but you know, there's when people would suggest something, it's like, no, I, I've done it this way for years. Do it my way. And not having that open mind to, well, what if they work better doing it a different way? It's the same efficiency, but it's just a different way than what I did. And so there's a lot of that reflection in my head going on just to think about how we were, how, how I was communicating to the team and what that may have meant to them. Um, me turning down their ideas could very well have been part of the issue where they didn't necessarily trust what I said because I always told them I was open to their ideas <laughs> but then turning down their ideas was just counteracting that that thought but I don't know it's been uh, go ahead you're not you're not the only one that's fallen into that <laughs> well I, I, I think that's where the, the book is really coming to like I, I know people have have maybe they're not seeing it in, in the eyes that I see it, but um, I know people are out there that have heard it or have uh, been in there in that situation. And it's like the, the podcasting thing earlier. Like I didn't think that was a big deal, but um, once I heard it, I was like, Oh yeah, now I see the opportunity. I see the whole, whole world is opened up to that one comment or that one thing that was said. So kind of what I'm hoping to do is like in that communication field is like maybe open their eyes to a different viewpoint of it my perspective um, mm -hmm. and then maybe they kind of go oh wow there's a lot more to how I communicate with my coworkers and my wife and you know strangers on the street and all that kind of thing um, but yeah I've learned a lot <laughs> <laughs> from from my own experience, my own mistakes. Well, you have anything else to add? A I don't think so. Maybe? A, a bit of encouragement. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know, I don't know. I've never been one for inspiring words, but I mean, if it's related to communication, I feel like it's it's one of those things that. You have to, just like a lot of things in life, you have to push to do it and you have to just sit down and actually do it. Yeah. And it, it, I mean, it kind of goes back to the receipt things. I don't know if we were recording at that time, but you just got to sit down and set a schedule. Hey, you're going to talk to your people about this. Hey, when this client comes up, if they don't like what you're doing, you're going to take the time to talk to them. And if it means you're sitting there talking for 30 minutes 45 minutes you gotta take the time to do it otherwise they're gonna start to lose some trust in you i think in a way i mean that's that's just my opinion so just gotta sit down and, and do it really yeah I, mean, I think it is that and then you have to express your opinion if you hide your opinion you're not going to get anything out of it and they won't either yeah and i think that's where 
there was a lot of struggle when we were, you know, managing that the, the teams and stuff, the guys and stuff is they didn't want to express their opinion, um, which ultimately could have been a, a reaction because I was, you know, I was responding in a certain way. And so they didn't feel like they could or, and there's a whole level of that. But I think that's a big, like they, you got to be able to, you have to sit down and do it, like you said, and you've got to do it on purpose. Um, not just, oh, okay, we, I guess we got to Yeah. I mean, just, just thinking in, in my wife and the marriage side of things, how many times do you come home, you talk about work, you talk about the weather, the kids or whatever, but there was no like connection. Like there was no real communication. Like part of the, like, in my intro in the book talks about how, you know, early in our, earlier in our marriage, there was a point where, you know, I'd come home we'd talk about work and talk about everything, the kids and what we were doing this weekend. And at the end of the day, she's like, you know, we never communicate. I'm like, we just talked for two hours. Like, what do you want? <laughs> what do you want? And so there's that, that spark of what does, what are the, what is communication and why does she feel like we didn't communicate? And I think it's more that deeper level of, we're not, we're, we're just talking about the daily stuff. We're not getting into like knowing each other and understanding each other better. And I think it plays right back into the, into the career of coworkers and employers and stuff. You've got to be able to understand each other a little more than just the day to day. Um, so that you can work better together and understand that. But long story short. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I appreciate you coming and, and me with me. I know it's been a kind of a long time. We've been I've been wanting to do it a while and with COVID and stuff it's kind of um pushed it down the line a little bit. But I'm glad you Yeah, it's been weird. Glad we found some time to do it. Well I appreciate you asking and having me on. Oh. I was a little thrown off. I didn't see it coming, but I appreciate it nonetheless. Oh. Hey, you had, you had uh, a lot of uh, respect in my eyes when, when we were working together. That's, I mean. Thank you for listening to this episode. I wanted to leave you with one question, and that is, what is the one thing that is deceiving you from your dream future? If you haven't already subscribed, go ahead and subscribe so that you can get every episode delivered to your library as soon as it's published. We want to get your feedback as well and so that it will help us grow and get the content that you want. Please take a moment and rate and review this podcast. Take a screenshot of that review and send it to Zach, Z-A-C-H, at aafinancialcoaching.com and you can get a free coaching session for any area of your life. Also, go check out our private Facebook group for our podcast family. It's called All Around Wellness Podcast Family, where we answer your questions and discuss ways for you to grow and learn from others' experiences. We will have experts being a part of the group, and they will chime in and help where they can. Um, And as you feel, if you have a story that is worth the audience listening to and, and learning from, then feel free to share. Contact, contact us at Zach at aafinancialcoaching.com with any questions you have. Thank you.